0: Twenty-three, verse 34 read, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus had been through significant trials and suffering at this point in the story. After being betrayed by one of his closest companions, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, his inner circle, he was arrested, blindfolded, brutally beaten. He was taken for a mock trial with the chief priests and scribes where he was falsely accused, falsely convicted. And when the Roman governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, presented to the crowd uh, the option of either Jesus or Barabbas being given a customary pardon before the feast of the Passover, the crowd chose Barabbas. Barabbas, who Luke wrote, was a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Jesus was rejected by his own people. The crowd in Jerusalem, they chose a notorious prisoner instead. And the crowd shouted out for the blood of Jesus. They wanted him to be crucified. The people wanted him to die and not just any death would do. They wanted the shameful death of crucifixion an execution method reserved for slaves and severe criminals. The death on the cross was one of severe suffering. It said that the victims could hang on the cross from anywhere from several hours to a few days before they died. The wounds from being nailed to the cross would likely get infected. Their legs were often broken so they would put up less of a fight to make the process go quicker. This is what was done to him. Yet in all of this, Jesus didn't condemn his his accusers or his murderers. He didn't seek revenge or vengeance. He chose in the first words to pray for their forgiveness. To pray for the forgiveness of those who had done this to him. There are a few things that Jesus models for us in this prayer. First, Jesus models praying for others. The earthly ministry of Jesus was saturated with prayer. Jesus was constantly praying for others, and he did so even in his dying moment. Jesus taught us to be persistent in prayer and he modeled this persistence. He could no longer heal with his hands because his hands were nailed to the cross. He could no longer walk from town to town being among the people because his feet were nailed as well but he continued his ministry through prayer his attitude of prayer is a model for us his people regardless of your situation you can pray for others you can pray for sinners you could be bedridden wheelchair bound but you can still pray jesus did it while he was nailed to the cross And you can believe in the power of prayer because Jesus himself believed in the power of prayer. You're commanded to prayer because prayer is good for you and it's good for us collectively as his people. God doesn't need our prayers. We need our prayers. God delights in our prayers because it's in prayer that we humble ourselves before him. It's in prayer that we can care for the needs of others, the souls and the salvation of others. And By praying, you don't relieve yourself of the responsibility to care for others, but you can recognize God's sovereignty, not only over every situation, which often can be theoretical, but also over the particular situation that you're praying about. But Jesus didn't only pray for others. The second aspect of his prayer we can note is he's specifically praying for the forgiveness of others. And this is humanity's greatest need. The need for the forgiveness of our sins from God himself. Jesus and his prayer for the forgiveness of others models the importance of prayer in forgiveness, in evangelism. You can pray for God to forgive not only your own sins, but the sins of those around you your neighbor, those whom you're sharing the gospel with. This also shows us that no one is too far gone, that they can't be forgiven. This gives us hope for skeptical neighbors, coworkers, family members with a hardened heart. This gives us hope for the wayward child, and parents even. If the murderers of Jesus are not too far gone for the forgiveness of God, there's hope for everyone. And we see it here in this prayer of Jesus on the cross that you should be praying for others and praying for their salvation. Praying that God would grant them forgiveness in his son. That God would bring them into the fold of his sheep. Bring them into his people. You could pray that God would send them his spirit. Bringing about faith in them. Thereby uniting them to Christ and granting them the forgiveness of their sins that is only offered in Jesus but Jesus not only prayed for the forgiveness of others, he prayed for the forgiveness of those who were killing him. And so this is the third thing we see Jesus modeling. Is, is he's modeling his teaching of loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. You should be praying for your loved ones, praying for their salvation, praying for their sanctification, praying for their health and their well-being but you should be also praying for the people who don't like you, the people who reject you, the people who mistreat you. Jesus, in agony on the cross, prayed for the people who put him through this agony, the people who wished it upon him, and the ones that made it happen, the people that rejected him and chose a notorious criminal instead. Jesus prayed for the forgiveness of his killers from the cross, and this shows the triumph Redeeming love, when humanity had done their worst in murdering the Son of God in the flesh in a horrific, torturous death, when the wickedness of the human heart was revealed in a revile, a vile rejection of God and His Saviour, God used this event to bring salvation to humanity. In that moment, the Eternal Son of God took on flesh in devastating. Agony prayed for the redemption of the souls of these sinful men that did it to him. The reality that Jesus prayed from the cross while he was in excruciating pain, not for the pain to stop, but for the forgiveness of those who put him through it, should be inspiring in your own prayer life. It should inspire you in your own suffering to love the way Jesus when you see the forgiveness of Christ on the cross, praying for the forgiveness of those who killed him, those who brought him into this excruciating suffering, you can forgive and love your enemies. You can pray for those who persecute you through the power of his spirit working in you. Because although in your flesh you will fail at this, Although you will love yourself first and foremost, you will neglect to pray for enemies and persecutors. The death of Jesus on the cross means you are forgiven. When he was nailed to the cross through faith in him, your sins were nailed to the cross with him. It's in his sacrificial death on your behalf that you can be forgiven. And as he died on the cross, a sinless man, he lived a perfectly righteous life under the law. And through faith in Him, not only are your sins forgiven, but you're given His perfect righteousness. It's through the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross that you're given new life in Him. And it's through this new spiritual life in Christ that you can model with joy praying for persecutors, loving enemies, Through the Spirit of Christ working in you, you can pray for the forgiveness of others, even your enemies, even while you're suffering. Even praying for those who have caused you suffering because Christ loved you first. And he died for your sins while you were still a sinner, while you were still his enemy, even though your sins were the reason he had to go to the cross. He still loved you. He still prayed for you. And he continues to intercede on your behalf still loves you today. And it's through his sacrificial love working in you that you can love with the love of Christ in your heart. It's only the supernatural love of Jesus Christ that can love an enemy, that can pray for a persecutor. And through his death, you are forgiven. And through his life working in you, you can forgive, you can pray for forgiveness, and you can love loved ones, your neighbors even your enemies let us pray Heavenly Father we come before you knowing all that you sacrificed for us we know that we often fail to forgive we often love ourselves and only those who love us but we also know that we are forgiven In your son who not only modeled the perfect life but lived with perfect love. He also died for us. That through his spirit we have new life and we can love anew. We can have a new obedience, a new love and a new life in him. Father we ask not only for your forgiveness but that through your spirit working in us we can love the way you have called us to. We can model in this world and be a light of forgiveness and love that is supernatural through the spirit of Jesus working in us and it's in his precious name that we